Well, in just a moment, our shepherds are going to share with us some of the things that they've been planning and praying about concerning this church in the next year. It's called the family talk, and that's quite appropriate because in the New Testament, the people of God are often described in this metaphor of being a family. In fact, John began his gospel by saying that those who receive Jesus and believe in his name were given the right to become children of God. Jesus said that we can pray together, our Father in heaven. The Apostle Paul says in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6, We have received adoption as sons, and because you are sons, God has sent his Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Now, it's true, I believe, that American-style Christianity conceives of the church as being kind of an individualistic thing that we do, that we come together uh, as consumers looking for the tastiest treats for ourselves. And yet, what the Bible presents is that we are, in fact, a family, a family with a mutual affection and devotion to one another because we are connected to the same Father. And I'm thankful that even though Jennifer and I and the family have been here only a short period of time, that we have sensed this family nature of the church here at Castleberry. We reject this cultural concept that church is just a spectator sport. We believe that this is a family in which every member has a part and every member plays their part. In fact, one of the first things that characterized the early believers in Acts chapter 2 is was that they were devoted to the fellowship of believers. And one of the ways that we express this devotion to one another is by what the New Testament describes as the 40 one another commands in Scripture. Do you know there are 40 commands in Scripture that we cannot obey unless we are an active, integral part of a local church. Commands like this, love one another and build one another up. Receive one another and be kind to one another and tender-hearted to one another. Forgive one another and bear with one another. Serve one another and practice hospitality without grumbling towards one another. Admonish one another and instruct one another and submit to one another and yield to one another and comfort one another and pray for one another and greet one another. Just a few of things we can't do unless we are an active, integral part of the family of God. In addition to things like this, we need to stop biting and devouring one another, provoking one another and judging one another, envying one another and speaking evil of one another and grumbling against one another. And I pray that in this next year, we will continue to grow in those things, to grow in the expression of being the children of a common father. But one of the ways we also express our family nature is we allow our Father to be the central voice among us. It is why the preaching and teaching in this church places clearly God's Word at the core of us. And I want to take a moment this morning, if you'll allow me, to just say a word about my co-worker, Nathan. Nathan is a man who has been preaching with us now for just a little over a year. And his work among us has been wonderful. 
It reminds me of what Paul said about Timothy. He said, Timothy, I want you to read God's word. I want you to share God's word. And as you practice these things and you give yourself entirely to them, your progress should be made evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to your doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save yourself and those who hear you. From working with Nathan, I can tell you, he gives himself entirely to the teaching and preaching of God's word. And is not his progress evident to us all? Amen. Amen. And one of the things I want us to note about this is what Paul told the church in Ephesus and Timothy concerning his work. He said to them, let no one despise your youth. It is true that he is younger than the other preachers here. And he may be the same age as you are. He may be a little older than you are. He may be a lot younger than you are. But my friends, what makes his work effective is that it comes from the eternal wisdom of God. He spends time in the word and it is that which edifies and strengthens us. And so I pray that we may continue to encourage him in his work, but not just as some kind of young man preaching God's word, but that we allow his word to change us. If you're at the 915, you know as it's been every. 9.15 cents. It is rich, wonderful worship. There are so many cultural expectations placed upon preachers that drain them of their time and energy from their primary task of preaching the word. And I'm thankful that in this congregation we have teachers and preachers who see and love the importance of God's word because we want the Father to be heard among us louder than anyone else. But I also want to say a word about our deacons. They understand that their work biblically is not just about things, but about people. It's not just about facilities, it's about souls. I've been able to sit around the table with them this last year in Bible studies, listening to them share and teach the scripture. And I have been impressed by their spiritual depth and their love for this church. Every week we are blessed by their service. They teach us and model among us what Jesus himself taught. And that is, Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. That we all might do the same. We had a a friend uh, that was a principal in a local school. And he was one of the most talented people I've ever been around. He had a great ability to deal with people. He was very smart. He, was, he loved the kids dearly. And one of the things that he told us was the hardest thing about being a principal is the people, uh, particularly the parents. Because at least in our culture, it seems to be kind of the patriotic duty of all parents to treat teachers and principals as punching bags for all of the problems and ills I've got in my family and in in this community. And at one point, he got tired of it. And he said, I'm not going to be a principal anymore. And as a result, the community was lessened. But I had to laugh a little bit when he told me what he was going to do. He said, I've just gotten tired of being treated like a punching bag. So I think what I'm going to do 
is I'm going to go minister in my local church. <laughs> what he found out was the punching bag just changed locations is what it did. And my friends, when it comes to the work of being the shepherd in a local church, yes, the Bible does teach that sometimes spiritual leaders can go wrong, but it, can, it also speaks of how the community of believers can treat them like punching bags. Just ask Moses. Just ask Paul. Wrote an entire letter, 2 Corinthians, about it. The Apostle Paul said that when it came to the work of shepherds, they are to do this. Acts 20 and verse 28. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all of the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. To care for the church of God so that which he obtained through his own blood. The church is to have shepherds who care for the church of God, who care that their lives are lining up with God's will for their life. And one of the things that a lot of us don't recognize about our shepherds is how much effort and energy they put into this work. At least on the very minimum, they meet twice a month for hours at each meeting. Their first agenda item at each meeting is the spiritual health of this church. In addition to that, they send multiple text messages and calls and emails throughout the week, uh, throughout the month. And then invariably, things come up which drive them to meet together again. Here you have men who are giving up their effort, their time, their tears, their agony, their anxieties, because they truly do want this church care about this church and want this church to be saved. And therefore, as the Hebrew writer said, we should obey our leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not groaning, for that would not be to your advantage. It is really surprising to me that when husbands and wives start to have a little conflict, they think that talking bad about each other to everybody who will listen is somehow going to make the marriage better. <laughs> when does that ever do things? What if you do all you can to make their work a joy? It actually is good for the entire family. And same is true of God's church. We are a family full of all family members who are trying to hear the voice of our Father above all others, who are serving one another and caring for one another. And I pray that in the days ahead that this might continue to be the case for the family of God that meets at Castleberry. And I simply end by saying, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it even shocking that we can be the family of God? John, in his gospel, said, What manner of love hath the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God? And if we are children of God, then we love one another with the kind of family love that God has taught us. If you're here this morning and you're not a part of the family of God, again, I say to you, that is the biblical pattern of things, that God didn't just save people to go live out in isolation. He saved them to be a part of a family. 
And if you're not a part of the family of God, this is a great opportunity for you to say that I want to be saved from my sins and be brought into the family of God because I have faith in Jesus Christ. If you need to do that this morning, we're going to sing this song. And you can come to the front and say, I believe in Jesus. I want to be baptized into his name so that I can put on Christ and be a part of the family of God. We'd love to help you do that. We invite you to come as we stand and sing. Good morning. Our faith in Jesus leads us to be a part of the body, this church that we've been thinking about this morning. A dimension of this church is its organization and direction. In Acts chapter 9, verse 31, we read that the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. We want such peace in multiplying for Casselberry Church. But we understand that this will not simply happen. It requires leadership and cooperation and hard work. We, your elders, take this time at the beginning of this year and at other times throughout the year to communicate with our church family in what we call the Casselberry Family Talk. As overseers of the congregation, we recognize the importance of regular and clear communication. We elders also make Wednesday night announcements. We lead the calls to worship on Sunday. We hope filling these roles communicates effectively and helps you see our primary spiritual emphasis. The elders meet a few times a month and we invite members to meet with us. We want you to know that you just let us know that you would like to do that. We begin our regular meetings first with prayer and then with shepherding concerns about our members. We oversee various areas pertaining to Casselberry Church, but the most important, the most important is to watch over souls as those who will give an account. So now to our family talk for 2023, we begin with a review of 2022. So we had seven births in last year, Grayson James Underwood, Asa Everett Trahan, Daniel Ryan Dunsmore, Nora Lane Perkins, Hannah Stowe Holder, Easton Clay Bartlett, and Lincoln Christopher Clanton. Seven precious souls. We're sorry to say and sad that we had seven deaths. Jane Layfield, Carol Byram, Helen Williams, Joe Palmer, Linda Mishu, Gary Stillings, and Art Lober. We rejoice that we had three baptisms, Jack Jennings, Ava Crow, and Jeff Connor. Two people were restored to the Lord, Cassie Ashton and Kayla Bercy. We had nine families that joined our family here at Cassaberry which amounted to 17 people. They were Sammy Houchin, Lewis and Shelley Knapp, Kelly and McKenna Ward, Morris Watkins, Emilio and Becky Lerzundi, their children Isaac, Ezra, and Alyssa, Linda Sullivan, and to explain that just a moment, Linda had attended our services for several years and we had talked to her about being a member, but she didn't want to place membership. 
But in recent months, we approached her again, and she agreed to officially join our number. We were happy about that. Sadly, we now say goodbye to her. With love and hope, we give her new membership to be with the Lord forever. So in addition to these I've mentioned, we added Cassie Ashton, Patsy Majors, and Joe and Ari Riley with their daughter Evie or Evangeline. We had these to leave our number, five families or ten people, Randy and Julie McBride, Kelly and McKenna Ward, Austin and McKenna Underwood and baby Grayson, Steve Golightly, and Todd and Tracy Mulroney. So we want you to know if we've overlooked anybody whose names belong on this list, we apologize for that. We worked hard to include everybody. We always realize we may overlook. As you know, that would be completely unintentional. As a local church, we have experienced the joys and sorrows of life. And in it all, we have God's presence and his blessings for which we are thankful. And so in the spirit of Nehemiah's sentence prayers, I'll end my part by saying thank you, dear God, for your goodness and your greatness. Thank you for being with us and providing in your own time and way. And we ask that you continue with us as we give ourselves to you. Now, Lord. Good morning. I have the privilege this year of introducing our 2023 theme, which is Growing in Christ. First of all, I'd like to thank our evangelists, David and Tim and Nathan, for all the lessons that they'll be bringing us uh, this next year, or this year, for us to grow in Christ. They put a lot of hard work. We appreciate their diligence. So we considered our place in 2022 our places in the church and the world. We called it finding our place in the church and finding our place in the world. Finding our respective places, we, now, we need to grow in that place. For the more specific areas in need of growth, we will focus this year on faith, hope, and love. We emphasize growing in Christ by means of our spring spotlight on faith, our summer series about love, and our fall focus on hope. As leaders of Casterbury Church, this is our prayer. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven. Colossians 1, 3 to 4. 2023 calendar. Uh, these are also in your uh, in touch uh, with Casbury Church. Uh, there's the fifth Sundays in 2023 are mentioned in there on which we have our evening worship period. Uh, our first one will be this month be January 29th, April 30th, July 30th, October 29th, and December 31st this year. We have scheduled events. Men's Morning Devotional, 6.30 a.m. in February, the month of February, the month of August, and the month of November. Bible Class Workshop, Saturday, February 25th, starting at 9 a.m. March 31st to April 2nd, 
our weekend sermons with uh, our series with uh, Sam Bray. In June 12th through the 15th, Casterbury Vacation Bible School, we considered uh, beginning on Sunday evening, June 11th through Wednesday, June 14th. And if you have thoughts or ideas on that, please share them with us. October 6th through the 8th, weekend series about evidences with Dr. Buddy Payne. Our future planning, our weekend series uh, is with uh, Tommy Peeler, March 8th to the 10th, 2024. Weekend series with Don Truex, October 4th through the 6th, 2024. Weekend series with Shane Scott, March 2025. We have made concentrated efforts to schedule men and dates farther into the future. Richard. Good morning again. I want to cover, start off with our focus groups. These groups were established to help us all become more familiar with each other and as Tim talked about this morning, become more of a family. And I think that is working well. It's a big thank you to those of you who are participating in the focus groups, particularly this past year. We've had good participation. Several have hosted in their homes, and men have uh, who served as coordinators and leaders of this group. We want to thank James Houchin, Harlan Merle and Tim Jennings, Thomas Holder, and Larry Watkins, who served as leaders this past year. The new groups have been assigned and are forming. There is a list of those in the Castleberry Family Matters. If you don't have a copy of that, please get one. The group leaders this year have met with the elders, and it was a very productive meeting, so that everyone else can know who these men are we will ask them to stand as I call their names. Group one is Joe Riley, and I believe they're out of town this weekend. Group two is Brian Blackburn. Brian, will you please stand? Group three is Thomas Holder. There he is. And group four is Nathan Hersey. Thank you, gentlemen, for the work that is ahead of you. Thank you for your willingness to provide leadership and your efforts at making the focus group, groups effective and productive in 2023. All the leaders have reached out to their respective group members. If you did not receive something from your group leader, you will be a great team player if you will contact the leader and ask him a way to find out how to communicate with you. If you haven't been participating in the focus groups, please do use this as an opportunity and motivation to begin participating. Also, announcement makers. Some would consider this to be the hardest role of a local congregation, and yes, that is very true. We thank the men who have served in the past, particularly this past year, 
and further back, thank you for what you have done. We're trying out several men for making announcements before our Sunday worship. These men will be James Houchin, Thomas Holder, Ryan Watson, Jason Brackeen, and Michael Merle. Encourage those men. The deacons of this congregation, as Tim mentioned earlier, are an integral part that makes everything work so well. We are blessed with 10 men who serve as deacons of Castleberry Church. So that all will know them, I will call a name and ask him to stand and remain standing until all are named. And some of these are out of town. Jason Brackeen, Greg Cathy, and Greg is way in the back doing one of those parts that makes everything work so well. Jim Colby, Coit Greer, Doug Lee, Michael Merle, Chad Sloan, Mike Sparkman, Larry Watkins, and Ryan Watson. Thank you all very much and thank you for the work that you do. These men's areas of responsibility are listed in the InTouch. They are currently participating in monthly leadership and service studies with Tim. Thank you for your work, your faith, and your love for the Castleberry Church. As far as elders, we will be considering the, uh, the process of selecting uh, additional elders later on this year. We can all think and pray about this important matter, seeking God's wisdom and blessing. And I'm going to let Steve finish up. Just a few more items to address. First relates to our building. Uh, we've recently had some major air conditioner work done here in the auditorium with the units. We also had uh, some water damage in the women's restroom that, where sheetrock had to be replaced and the uh, roof had to be repaired. Also, want, in case you don't know, wanted to point out that Kenneth Walker uh, takes care of our building for us. He uh, performs a lot of custodian services. Also, he uh, handyman type services, and we really appreciate his tireless efforts at that, watering the bushes, all of that kind of good stuff. Um, also related to our building, we are considering making a few uh, minor adjustments to it. Uh, one has to do with the uh, stage up here. We're looking at possibly extending it out and lowering it a little bit to make it a little bit more closer to the people. Some of the way they design uh, churches has changed over the years. Uh, also, it would help with the visibility of the screen uh, behind me. We're looking at possibly removing a pew in the center section that would allow, when we're teaching classes in here, for the speaker to sit in the center there. It also would allow us to use the electronic uh, board that we have to pull it in here and use that for classes as well. Uh, considering some changes in lighting and, and things of that nature to uh, improve the acoustics. And uh, all these things are being done to support our Bible studies, our worship, and in the end to glorify our God. 
Also, I wanted to mention the security matters. This is something we talked about a year ago. And I uh, wanted to just point out, I think everyone's noticed, that we now have a uniformed police officer with a marked vehicle in front of the building for each uh, Sunday morning service and Wednesday evening service. And we pray that these very public measures will deter anyone from disrupting our services or harming our members. Uh, we have Officer Garcia on Wednesday nights and Officer Salveto on Sunday mornings. Feel free to greet them uh, as you see them. And they, along with other uh, men in our congregation, work together to uh, ensure our safety and security while we're here. I want to turn now to financial matters. And on the back of the In Touch, you'll see a financial schedule here. Uh, one thing to point out at the beginning is there was a printing error. So at the first line item under outflows is called building insurance. You see it's blank. The number that should be there is $20,498. If you want to write that in, you can. The totals are all correct. It's just that that figure got uh, missed in the printing. Uh, first of all, I want to thank Michael Sparkman for taking on the uh, direct financial uh, tracking of finances, writing checks, and all of that. He's done a wonderful job of that. And, uh, Relieve me of something I had been doing for many, many years, though I still work with Michael to oversee that. Just some comments on our financial activity. Um, our 2022 regular contribution was 373000 as you can see here, which was an increase from the prior year of 332000 so that results in an average weekly contribution of $7,178, which you see at the bottom of the page compared to $6,381 in the prior year. The second line item, our special contribution of $100,000 was received as expected, so it resulted in a total inflows of $473,000. Related to our expenses, um, I mentioned already the, <coughs> the uh, repair of the air conditioning units here in the auditorium. That was $10,000, which was unexpected. Uh, adding the uh, police officers uh, for the part of the year that we had them this year added $3,000, and then $2,000 for study room furniture replacement. Uh, also, on our education line item, we purchased that mobile electronic uh, whiteboard. That was about $3,000. Also. Uh, our support expenditures uh, locally increased 50000 uh, for 2022 because we had three preachers all year, and in 2021 that was not the case. So all of this resulted in a total outflows of 477000 which indicates an excess of outflows over inflows of $4,000. So it basically was a break-even uh, year for us. So for especially people that are not financially oriented, all of that means that our financial condition is strong and the elders appreciate everyone's giving in that matter, especially in light of inflation that I know that we are all experiencing on a daily basis. We really appreciate everyone's diligent attention to their giving. So before we end, uh, we're gonna have a word of prayer and Tim's gonna come forward and lead us in that. And, we're just going to be praying for spiritual growth of all our members, that each of us will be children of God, that we'll be conformed to the image of Christ and bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Tim, would you please?
come up. Let's pray. Our Father, it is a privilege to address you as our Father. You are a holy God, full of righteousness and truth. And yet in your grace and your mercy and your kindness, you have condescended to make us your children, to wash us thoroughly, to make us cleansed, to make us like you are, holy and righteous in your sight. And Father, we pray as your family here that you would help us in the days ahead, help us to grow into the likeness of Christ, help us, Father, to get our eyes off of this world and all of the mundane and even sinful and dying and weak things in this world and put our eyes on your son, Jesus. Help us to see him clearly, Father, that we might grow into his likeness so that as he is your son and you dem he demonstrated to us your perfect character, that having seen him and known him, that we might reflect his character in our lives. Help us, Father, to grow into the likeness of your son, Jesus. And in the process, Father, help us to be the supporting encouragement to one another as brothers and sisters you would have us to be. We know, Father, in your grace that you have, before the world began, not only planned our salvation, but your family, where we can have support and strength and encouragement. Help each of us, Father, to find our place at the table of this family to express our love and concern and care for one another, to strengthen one another and stand with one another. We pray, Father, to, that we would love your church as much as you do, Father. Help us to love one another. And, Father, we pray that you would help us at the end to be caught up together in the air with your son Jesus and our brother that we might always be with him and with you forever in that great family reunion in heaven. Again, Father, we are amazed that we can be your family. Strengthen our shepherds, Father. Keep them in your will. Strengthen their, their faith and help them, Father, to have your wisdom. Be with our deacons, Father. Fill them with strength and use their hands to serve your people. Pray, Father, that you will be with those who preach and teach. May we teach only your truth and your ways so that may people may see your great truth and wisdom. And be with us all, Father, that we might be your family. Thank you for this privilege today. Thank you that we can leave today calling you our Father. Help us to remember your bro our brothers and sisters. In the name of your Son, we pray. Amen.